0: This is the old radio shows podcast.
1: The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. The director of the Gulf Theater and your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you once more to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater, the stars' own theater. Tonight we bring you Gene Autry, Mister Guffey, Martha O'Driscoll, Margaret Early, Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra, a special New Year's Eve surprise, the glamorous Joan Blondell, and a well-known radio comedian. <laughs> The lights are dimming here in the Gulf Theater, and it's time for Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra to raise the curtain with one of those super special Bradley arrangements of I Didn't Know What Time It Was. Well, not yet, Rod. Jack Benny is working. Fred Allen is working. Bob Hope is working. Say, how about Eddie Cantor? Hand me the phone. Gee, do you think we can get him? I understand that uh, he doesn't care any more about radio. Why, Johnny, I can just see him now. Surrounded by his wife, Ida, and his five daughters with a revenue of servants, eating out of gold plates and living the life of...
2: about some butter. How many times have I told you girls we can't have butter until your father gets a sponsor? You mean we're going to grow up without butter?
1: You should have thought of that when you kids voted for Jack Benny in the popularity poll. You know where I should have been on that poll?
2: Hey, Pop, you're leaving yourself wide open. (laughs) As official representative of Local 802 of the Girls. When are you going to get a job?
1: I, uh, I refuse to have the children talk to me like that.
2: Your father's right, children. How many times have I told you, never kick a man when he's down?
1: Who's down? Wait a minute. I've, I've never done better in my life. Why? I'll answer it. Maybe a sponsor. Uh, yeah, Eddie Cantor? Go- yes. I'm for the Salvation Army. Yeah. You did a benefit for us last year, didn't you? Yes. Well, we've come to reciprocate. Here's a basket. <laughs> Where did they get those ideas? And me, one of the greatest comedians... I can just see myself back on the air. I say, Jimmy, where did you get that tie? And he says, Anita Louise gave it to me for Christmas. And I say, hmm, Santa Anita. Get it? Get it, girls? Santa?
2: Santa Anita? Hmm, we're going to need a lot more baskets.
1: (laughs) Now, don't you worry. The only reason why I'm not on the air is because there's a certain retroactive digression in the statistical cycles of commodities which is circumspective, although independent of action pro tem. Now, now do you understand?
2: Yes, Papa, you're
3: certainly
1: corny. What am I raising here, the dead-end kids with bloomers? <clears throat> now, we should all stop complaining. We have a nice home, people coming over all the time. I was doing pretty good until they passed that law against pinball machines. <laughs> but we don't have to worry. We've got a roof over our heads, a fire in the fireplace... And how many people have a Christmas wreath in the window like we have with a neon sign in the middle?
2: Yeah, but how come instead of saying Merry Christmas, it says Make Me an Offer?
1: Yep. <laughs> Can I help it if the grass blower couldn't read my handwriting? You know, they both start with M. So
2: mm-hmm. does money.
1: Yeah, and, well, and furthermore, I don't have to advertise for a job.
2: That's right, girls. Your father's still a great comedian.
1: Thank you, darling. <laughs>
2: In fact, I'd go so far as to say he's just as funny today as he was in the old days. Yeah. When he was still good.
1: (laughs) That's fine. Where would you girls be if you didn't have me to tell all those jokes?
2: Where would you be if you didn't have us to tell those jokes about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a phony laugh. For your information, there happens to be a deal on with a sponsor that you know nothing about. Only yesterday I happened to have an appointment with a little man. Yeah,
3: the little man who wasn't bad.
1: Have you been out with a Tennessee football team? (laughs) Ida, I tell you, for the last time, I won't have the children talking to me like that. Why? Why, they have more respect for the border. Eddie,
2: he's working. Yep. (laughs) Ida,
1: I've been thinking about that border. I think we'll have to let him go.
2: You mean because of the girls? Yes.
1: He's been here over three months already, and he still hasn't run away with one of them.
2: But, Eddie, Eddie, he keeps taking them
1: out. Ida, but he keeps bringing them back.
2: (laughs) It's the truth. Gee, Pop, I wish for the new year you'd stop trying to marry us all. The new year. Isn't it funny, Eddie? Yeah. All our daughters were born at this time of the year. Yeah. Marjorie, Natalie, Edna. Oh, Daddy, there's a man outside with a little black bag.
1: I I don't know who it is, but he better turn out to be a piano tuner. (laughs) Or a bill collector. Daddy,
2: we we'll stop shaking and fix those lights in the dining room. Yeah, so we can see what we're eating.
1: Call the butler. Guppy. Oh, Guppy. Even the servants ignore me. Oh, you're too good to ignore a capitalist. Who, Mr. Guppy? <laughs> oh, <boy, boy.
0: laughs> how, how do you like it, by
1: Mr. Guppy, wait a minute. Don't change the subject. Why it's so dark in the dining room? We can hardly see to eat. What you got on the table? You're better off. Yep. Look, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you're tired. That's what makes you cross. Why don't you take a week off? I'll give you half pay. Oh, now you want me to work for $4 a week, No, huh? no, no, You don't know understand. Will you do me a favor? Go and take a weekend cruise on a boat. Go ahead. Oh, a boat? What's the matter with the train?
0: What?
1: Did I mention trains? I oh, wouldn't mention trains. Why should I... Now we... you against the railroad. Who? Stop the railroad. I no want... more trains. Who wants to train? Fine thing. No more railroad. My poor brother, after four years, he finally got a little job. A brakeman on the railroad. Now Cantor wants to throw him out of work. <laughs> I hope your brother works 365 days a year. Shouldn't even have one day off, huh? (laughs) Let him take off New Year. New Year. The only day he gets double overtime, he lays them off. Trains. Every chance I get, I ride on trains. Nothing but trains. Sure, trying to put the buses out of business. Who is...
0: <laughs> <laughs> My children
1: go to school every morning by bus. Who's cheap to buy an automobile, huh? I'm not cheap. As it happens, I've got four automobiles. I've got a Studebaker, and a Cadillac and a Buick and a LaSalle. Sure. What do you care if Henry Ford starves? <laughs> Ford won't starve. He's got millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's got millions. Look at those eyes. Look at him. How one millionaire can be jealous of another. <laughs> I'm not jealous of Mr. Ford. Believe me. He's got nothing that I want. Nothing at all. Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. No. <laughs> He's got a boy. <laughs> so what? Well what? So I've got a grandson, huh? You've got a grandson. Yeah. Even that you had to get by remote control. <laughs>
0: as
1: soon as I get a sponsor, Guffey, you're fired. Believe me. Guffey, there's somebody knocking at the door. Well, what are you waiting for? Open it. Yep. Look, it might be one of those... Spot- oh, good evening. Good evening. Oh, oh, hello, boys. I'm sorry I kept you waiting. What, what can I do for you two? Well, Miss Catter, I'm John Cotty, and this is Roger Pryor. We came to ask you to appear on the uh, Gulf Screen Guild Theater. A sponsor. I, I suppose you know the money that Gulf Oil companies would ordinarily pay to stars like you was given instead to the Motion Picture Relief Fund, a benefit. <laughs> hey, hey, Cander, fainted. Wait a minute, get a, get a glass of water. Hey, wait a minute, prior. Did you say this was for the benefit of unemployed actors? Yeah. Then why am I fainting? It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, fellas, isn't it wonderful? In just a few minutes, I'll be before a microphone again. I love to spend this hour with you. Swell car you've got here, Johnny. Oh, thanks, Eddie, but all the new cars are swell this year. I wouldn't know, Johnny. What was that, Eddie? I said you ought not know, Johnny. If... Oh, yeah. You know, the last three or four years, all the models have been so easy to drive, they almost drive themselves. There's no work at all to it. Nevertheless, though, even a short trip can be pretty unpleasant and tiring if you worry about what's happening inside the engine. That's why we say, tomorrow, start the new year with a smile by stopping at the sign of the Laughing Man at your neighborhood good golf dealers. The Golf Laughing Man sign means extra protection from cold-weather car troubles. Gulf dried Motor Oil gives you quick starts and protects your engine even during the difficult warm-up period. Gulf Permanent-type antifreeze lasts all winter long and thus protects your pocketbook against costly repair bills. And Golf Flex Lubrication Service, with the new Golf Flex Lubricants, gives you easier riding, easier steering, and easier gear shifting for a longer time. So to end worry, to laugh away your winter motoring troubles, stop where you see the picture of the laughing man at your neighborhood good golf dealer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure to present Eddie Cantor. Oscar, Oscar Bradley, Uh, you know Mr. Cantley, don't you? I should. He sold me my Christmas card. I did not. I only delivered them for Jack Benny. And anyway, say Roger, I know what that is in the corner. That's John Conte. But what's that over there? Why, that's a microphone. A microphone. It's been so long. (laughs) What's the matter, Mike? Have you missed me? You don't know how I've missed you. <laughs> what am I saying, Eddie? If I'm not mistaken, it was in the follies that you introduced old Johnny O. Why don't you sing it for us tonight? Well, say, after hearing little Bonnie Baker do that song, I don't dare. But, but here's a number I would like to revive myself, a song I introduced 20 years ago. Oh, Jean, oh, gosh, oh, golly, oh, play, Oscar. <laughs> A boy and girl were walking, oh walking, yes walking, and as they stood there talking, he stole a little kiss. The girl, he started giggling, oh giggling, yes giggling, and as the boy stood wiggling, he shyly told her this. Oh gee, oh gosh, oh golly, I in love, oh gee, oh gosh. It's you I'm thinking of I love to hold your teeny weeny hand in mine I get a piggly wiggly feeling down my spine Oh me, oh my, oh how I love to kiss I swear that home would never be like this You've got all my nerves unstrung Let's be foolish while we're young Oh gee, oh God, oh golly I'm in love Oh gee, oh God Oh, golly, I'm in love. Oh, gee, oh, gosh, it's you I'm thinking of. You wear the cutest dresses with the latest frills. One look at you and I look for my vitamin pills. Oh, me, oh, my, oh, how I love the kids. I swear that home could never be like this. Gee, it's time to say goodbye. Where's my collar? Where's my tie? Oh, gee, oh, gosh, I can't finish the
4: dance. <laughs>
1: Eddie, that was swell, really swell. I, I think you've reintroduced a hit song. Thank you, Roger. You'll be glad to know that we just had a phone call from a sponsor. Yes? Mm-hmm. He told us. A sponsor who told us that beginning next Sunday on the same network, he will have as his star of the doublemint program, yes? Gene Autry. Uh, and here he is, Gene Gene Autry. <laughs> Congratulations, Gene, on your new radio program. And by the way, how are you faring with your picture, the cowboy and the oomph girl? Well, I'm a little worried about that, Mr. Cantor. Yeah? Say, hey, I wonder if you can tell me, what is this thing called oomph? Oomph? Why, it's uh, one of the, you know, you don't know what oomph is? Well, I don't even know how to pronounce it. You don't pronounce it. You grab it. You look, oomph, uh, oomph. Oh, you know what oomph is? Gene, did you go to the opening of Earl Carroll's new show with those gorges? Yes. All right. What was the attraction? The $2 dinner. No, 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 no. You no. <laughs> mean the $3 dinner? No, no, no. Gene, I think that you and I had better have a man-to-man talk. Come over here. Look. Gene, there comes a time in the life of every boy when he gets to be about 30. You see, there's a few things he ought to know. Like what? <clears throat> well, you see, Gene, you've led a very sheltered life. There are things in this man's world besides branding a cow. Mr. Chatter, what are you talking about? Look, Jean, what I mean is this: everyone should have a partner so that they can go through life together. I mean, I mean somebody that will be with you always and tread life's path with you. Well, wherever I go, my horse Champion goes with me. No, no, you know, I don't think you look. Let's forget about Champion for a minute. You've lived on a ranch all your life, but even on ranches they have the fair sex. The fair sex? Yes. Haven't you ever seen a cowgirl? Ah, yes. Just... Mr. Catter, all cows are girls. Oh, Mother told me there'd be days like this. Look, look, Jean. Don't be backward. What do you say when you meet a girl who tells you she loves you, she wants you?
4: Those great big trees reached out their arms and tried to catch us. But we kept on running and running. Because we just had to find the bluebird. Wait a minute,
1: you're reading Shirley Temple's script of last Sunday. Wait a minute. <laughs> do you like that huh? Look, will you go out and get your guitar and come back with south of the border? Go ahead, will you, Gene? Bring back the... Roger, Roger Pryor. Come here, will What's you please? Matter, Eddie? What an ordeal I've been through. I've got to do something for Gene. Look, I've got to get him face to face with um the real thing. Now, who can we call? Let's see. Redhead, Brunette, Blunt. Say. How about Joan Blondell? Okay, I'll call her. Uh, operator, give me Powell. o o oh. Oh. Hello? Say, Joan. Yes? Uh, this is Roger Pryor over in the Gulf Theater. We wondered if you'd come over and do a scene with Eddie Cantor.
2: Eddie Cantor? Is he still
3: around?
1: <laughs> oh, yes, sure he is. Don't worry, Cantor is still Cantor. <laughs> Isn't that
3: wonderful? I thought by this time he was just a social security number.
1: <laughs> Say, Joan, I wonder if you'd come over and do a love scene with him.
3: Sure, I'll do it if you can get a couple of fellas to hold him up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look. Let me have that
1: phone. Joan, this is Eddie, the young man. The what? Joan, tell me, don't you think I've got... Uh? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, anyway, look, you've got to come over because I want to help Gene Orpher. You see, he's one of those strong, silent men, and it will be a test for you to see if you can break him down.
3: Oh, a challenge, eh? Will you let me do anything I want to? Yes. Anything? Anything. What'll I tell Dick?
1: Yeah, just tell him you're going to do your bit to put life back into the old west. <laughs> <laughs> well, that did it. Yeah, now look, Roger. huh? When Joan Blondell comes in, just as a signal, you whistle like this. And then turn out the lights. I want Autry to meet Joan Blondell in the dark. In the dark? Why? Look, I know if he sees him in the light, he's got to faint and break his guitar. I know shh, the guy. Look, shh, Eddie, here he comes. Right.
4: You know, I was just thinking about what we were saying before, Mr. Cantor.
1: You're right. What do you mean? The Earl Carroll's, they don't have a three-dollar dinner.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> hey, what happens to the lights? Hey, Eddie, it's dark here. I'm afraid. Give me your hand. A fine cowboy. My, I your hand is soft, Eddie? And all of a sudden, you
4: smell good.
3: <laughs>
4: Why don't you say something?
1: What do you want me to say?
4: Oh, gee, your voice is changing, too.
1: Okay, Roger, you can turn on the lights. It's Miss Joan Blondell. Hello, Joan. And Jean, Jean, you know Joan Blondell, don't you? Mm-hmm. Sergeant Blondell, do you? What do you mean?
3: I just got my promotion in the Jean Autry Junior Legion. Chapter number 54.
1: <laughs> That's it, Joan. Play it, play it big.
3: You see, I always wear my Jean Autry pin. You've no idea how important it is to me.
1: I know how you feel, Sergeant. It's mighty
4: helpful in keeping your spirits up.
3: Yes. It's also mighty helpful in keeping the slip up.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> just see. At last, I've come face to face with my chief. Now, give it to him. Give it to him, say, Joan. Hey, hey, chief, Scout's on and out. Haven't you ever longed to press your lips on something soft, wise and fluffy?
1: You mean like mashed potatoes?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did I tell you,
1: Joan? Now, look. If Gene's going to be in this oomph picture, let's you and I demonstrate a love scene for him, huh? What? A love scene, a love scene. Let's show him how it's done. You mean you're going to take me in your arms? Yes. Hold me? Hug me? Kiss me?
3: Yes. What, again? Again? What do you mean, again? You know what I mean, you banjo-eyed Casanova? What? You puff-eyed philanderer. Philanderer?
1: She means you're very charitable. No, that's philanthropist. Look,
3: Joan. (laughs) Joan, I
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Oh, you've forgotten already how much it meant to me that night. The stars twinkling down on the sand. The warm waters of the Pacific slowly caressing the shore and your strong arms around me. Joan, I was only kidding. Oh, but how was I to know? So young, so innocent, and so hungry. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: I mean about the love scene.
3: I discovered that I was just another toy to you. Something to be broken and tossed aside.
1: See here, I've heard enough of this. I'm going to horsewhip the varmint. Wait, wait. Look, Jean, really,
4: there, there's been a terrible mistake. Stand aside, you cur. Haven't you done this little woman enough harm? Oh, no,
3: that's all right. And thanks, Jean, dear. Oh, but how sweet this canter could be. One moment we would be Jekyll, and the next moment, Hyde.
4: A coward, he should at least stay out
1: in the open. Yep.
3: <laughs> Little did I know I was being fooled during those rapturous evenings of romance. Little did I know when he was pressing his lips to mine. Pressing his lips to mine, mind you. He was cleaning out my purse.
4: Why, though, why, though. What kind of business do you call that? Oh, just cleaning and pressing. <laughs> Go
3: ahead, now, joke. What do you care about an 18-heart? No, you must laugh you will have your little fun and love. laugh, laugh.
4: Don't cry, Miss Joan, please.
2: Oh,
3: if you only knew what I'd suffered The humiliation, the torture. Day and night is safe haunting me. Haunting me. Haunting my house. Everywhere I turn, that face stares at me. leers at me and laughs at me. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it.
1: I can't understand what made you say all of this. Got a good hand, didn't it? (laughs) Well, wait a minute. You went all through that just to get a hand? You said it. What's wrong
3: with an actress getting applause?
1: Yes, but not at somebody else's expense. Think what you did to me. You besmirched my name, but that's all right. You're an actress. You must have your applause, your vanity satisfied, even if it means my home being wrecked, everything I've loved taken away from me. Well, that's all right, canter. Play the fool. You've got to make people laugh. That's the important thing, so laugh. Laugh, laugh! See, I'm a bit of a ham myself, you know. <laughs> hey, look! Whatever became of me? <laughs>
2: we were
3: just
1: fooling, Jean.
3: It was the only way we could break down that reserve of yours.
1: So it wasn't true, any of it. Well, what about us?
3: Now listen, Jean. You just go on being the clean-living, straight-shooting idol of millions of American boys and girls and let Olmst take care of itself. Good night and lots of luck on your new program.
4: I'm kind of sorry the way I acted about this, Mr. Tanner.
1: Oh, that, that's all right. The names i called you and the things i said, I'd like to apologize. I'd give anything, if you'd forgive me. Anything? Anything at all? Yes, anything. Gee, would you give me a Gene Autry pistol? (laughs) (laughs) South
4: of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above came out to play. And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray south of the border, down Mexico Way. She was a picture in old Spanish lace, just for a tender while I kissed the smile upon her face. For it was fiesta, and we were so gay. South of the border, down Mexico way. Then she sighed as she whispered manana, never dreaming that we were partying. And I lied as I whispered manana, For our tomorrow never came South of the border I rode back one day There in a veil of white By candlelight She knelt to pray. The mission bells told me That I mustn't stay South of the border down Mexico way,
1: Yeah, well. Dean. Gene, that was swell. Sitting on a horse for so long has really done things for your voice. Tell me, do you, think, do you think the horse is here to stay? Now, what made you ask that question, Eddie? Well, you never can tell about things like that. I heard John Condy say that only 28 years ago, people were asking whether the automobile was here to stay. Isn't that right, Johnny? It surely is, Eddie, and it was just about that time when one of the best-known slogans in America was written. It was written not by gulf, but by one of Gulf's customers who wanted some fuel shipped to him for his car. And here's what he said.
4: Dear sirs, please send
1: me a barrel of that good Gulf gasoline. That was over 28 years ago, but the sentiment crystallized in the phrase that good Gulf gasoline has served as a guide to the Gulf companies since the beginning. So that today, on the eve of the year 1940, Gulf can make no better New Year's resolution than to continue to make the Gulf gasoline that you use in your car. That good Gulf gasoline. And to us, that means good in every way and all the different qualities that make up a modern motor fuel. No matter what you want from a gasoline quick starting, power, pickup, anti knock rating we honestly and sincerely believe that, like millions of other Americans, you will be more than delighted with good Gulf gasoline. Oh, Oscar, Oscar Bradley, look, I just got a telegram from my Uncle Louie, and it's the saddest thing. It says, Dear Eddie, we took in a border to make a little extra Christmas money, and when I woke up this morning, my wife was gone. She went, South with the border,
4: down Mexico way. They packed a
1: trunk last night by candlelight. And snuck away. My wife he can't keep, but where's my Chevrolet? Cabriolet. It went south with the
4: border down Mexico way. Ay, 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 ay.
1: Before I go, ladies and gentlemen, speaking as a former president of the Screen Actors Guild, I'd like to thank the Gulf Oil Companies for all they've done for the needy of my profession. It's been wonderful. Gulf has certainly helped make sure that 1940 will be a happy year for us. It's just a matter of hours now until they come to drive 1939 away to the used year lot. Then they'll deliver to us a nice, new, shiny... 1940. I, for one, kind of hate to see the old buggy go. It got to be somewhat of a jalopy there at the end, and once in a while we were afraid the brakes wouldn't hold. But when you think of what happened to some of those European models, ours was a pretty smooth job. Let's drive the new 1940 with care, beginning tonight. And speaking of automobiles, if you have a tank full, be thankful. If you have a car full, be careful, and if you have a snootful, full a Taxi. Happy New Year, and God bless you. Thank you, Eddie. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's only in the Gulf Theater where you can meet all your favorite stars. In the next few weeks, we'll bring you such stars as Jack Benny, Betty Davis, Spencer Tracy, Priscilla Lane, Claudette Colbert, and Charles Boyer. Next week, Gulf presents Robert Sherwood's play, The Petrified Forest with Tyrone Power, Joan Bennett, and Humphrey Bogart. And of course, Oscar Bradley in the Gold Orchestra. Listen in, won't you? This is Roger Pryor saying goodnight to your neighborhood good-gold theater and wishing you all a happy New Year. Joan Blondell's latest picture is The Incredible Mr. Williams. Eddie Cantor will soon be seen in Metro Goldwyn Mayer's picture Forty Little Mothers. I didn't know what time it was. It's from Too Many Girls. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>